It's not that important to please everyone. It's a lot more important to please God. And pleasing God is something that, listen to me, you absolutely have the power to do. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, Get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Speaking of rain, you know, doesn't it feel like sometimes that life comes at you like a flood? You know, like the rain we just had. It just doesn't let up. Do you ever feel like no matter how hard you try to please everyone? In fact, do you ever feel like no matter how hard you try, you can't please anyone? I'm getting a lot of nodding heads with that. And maybe you notice that it's always the people you want to please the most, but it seems you never can. When I was younger, I I once had a coach that I lived to please, and I could never do it. Today, I want to be an encouragement to anyone who is in a situation like that. But if you're not, you probably will be, because I have some good news for you. And here it is. You will never please everyone. In fact, you'll probably never please the person you're trying so hard to please right now. Maybe that doesn't seem like good news, but it is good news. And I want to tell you why. The first reason is because we need to realize you don't have the power to please anyone. You see, you can do a lot of good things for people. You can receive approval from them, but you have no power to sustain their happiness and their contentment. All people, including your loved ones, will only get that kind of lasting contentment from God. So we can't get discouraged when we don't please everyone because we can't. It's just not in us to do it. The second thing that we need to realize is it's not that important to please everyone. It's a lot more important to please God. And pleasing God is something that, listen to me, you absolutely have the power to do. We just need to go to the Word to remind us how to do that. One of the best examples that I know about how to please God is to read the story of Noah. Because the Word said that God was pleased with Noah. At that time in history, it says that he was the only righteous man on earth. So what did Noah do to please God so much? Well, first it said he walked with God. That means Noah spent time with God. They had a relationship. They communicated, and Noah loved the Lord. Well, that pleased God. The next thing that Noah did to please God was he trusted him. Can you imagine how much trust it must have taken for Noah to dedicate his life and his family's life to the project of building the ark and gathering up all those animals? I mean, think of the challenges. 
Think of the ridicule that he faced. But Noah trusted God, and God was pleased with him. Noah also pleased God by being obedient. The word says Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. So God was pleased with Noah because of his obedience. So we just look at Noah. Noah showed us how to please God by loving him, trusting him, and by obeying him. There's no wonder that we get frustrated and discouraged when we're not pleasing everyone because we're not made to do that. We can try as hard as we can, and we will never be successful at it. But we were made to love God. We were designed to fellowship with Him and worship Him. And in particular, we were made to bring pleasure to God. He gave all of us the ability and the tools to do that. You know what the funny thing is? When we start trying to please God, we stop worrying about pleasing everybody else, and we end up doing a better job of that anyway. We always heard people say, you can't please everyone. Well, guess what? They were right. You can't. But you can please the only one that matters, and we can all do it in Jesus' name. Did you know that Jesus is a people watcher? Stay tuned to hear how Jesus notices the little things that you may think are not noticed by anyone. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, let me ask you, how many of you consider yourself people watchers? I thought so, you know, whether, whether we admit it or not. One of the most entertaining things that we do is observe other people, isn't it? I mean, a lot of times when we go to a sporting event or something that has a, a big crowd... We come away with a story about something we saw someone do or say or someone who looks silly. And that's because people really are interesting to watch. And you can learn a lot about people by just watching them. Well, it so happens, what I want to talk about for a minute is that the Bible gives us a great teaching on the value of being a generous giver that starts with Jesus being a people watcher. How many knew that Jesus was a people watcher? Oh, you didn't either. I just told you. But it started when Jesus was teaching at the temple all day. 
Now, the temple was a big place, and it was the most magnificent building of its time. And there were these big crowds who were hanging on to his every word. But when it came time for the offering, the word said that Jesus went out and sat down opposite where the offering was, and he watched the people as they came and put their money in the offering box. And it says that he observed that many rich people came and threw in large amounts of money. But the next three verses are where Jesus was going with this exercise. Here's what it said. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. For they gave out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had. Now, I know that most of you have heard this famous story. It's known as the widow's mite. And the normal takeaway from this story is one of compassion for the poor, poverty-stricken widow who loves God so much that she gives away her much-needed last few cents. But I submit to you this morning that if that is all that you learn from this story, you literally miss the gold that Jesus intended for you to find in it. The first thing about this story that's important is that Jesus cares about how you and I respond to the offering. He made a point to take a break from teaching the people to watch and see what they gave. And we need to understand that he still cares about how and what we give when we get the opportunity. And it has nothing to do with the church needing money. Now, I've said this before, but in case you missed it, God doesn't need our money. The Word says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and the Word says the silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord. Every wisdom in the Word about giving is there to test us to trust God for every blessing that he has for us. Jesus was watching the widow give her offering that day, and he's watching you when you give yours today right here. The second important lesson in this story is that Jesus explains that giving is a proportionate principle. Now, Jesus didn't say that the rich people who who gave a lot of money out of their surplus were bad people or that they were greedy. But what he meant was that on a scale of 1 to 10 in generosity, the rich people were a 1 and the widow was a 10. Because their gift was a lot, but it was insignificant in proportion to what they had. And hers was significant because it was all that she had. So in these scriptures, the Lord isn't saying you have to give everything you have to be generous. He's just drawing the clear distinction that generosity isn't measured by the amount that you give. But, that, but by the amount you give of what you have. By the amount you give of what you have. Giving is a proportionate principle. But here you go. The most important 
powerful lesson to learn from this story that you can apply to your life today is that once you understand that giving is a proportionate principle, you know from other promises in the word that receiving is a proportionate principle too. One of my favorite scriptures is one I use often in Luke chapter 6. The Lord said this, give and it shall be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over and poured into your lap. But that's not the end of that verse. Here's the best part, the most powerful part. Here's the rest of it. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Yeah, that's what, that's what he said. It will be measured to you. You know, the story of the widow's might is just four little verses in the Bible. And the Lord doesn't mention her name. Or the names of any of the rich people who gave. But I can tell you something else about her this morning. She was not the one to be pitied. For as the Lord pointed out, she invested more in the kingdom of God that day than all the rest. I believe that she knew what what she was doing. She purposed in her heart to give. And she knew the enormous blessing that she would receive as a result of her giving. And she knew something good would happen to her in Jesus' name. Did you know that God rewards his children for obedience? Up next, when we serve others, are generous and obedient, blessings will follow. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I want to talk about giving from from a perspective that's rarely talked about. And that is to ponder this question. What expectations should we have concerning our giving? Well, I tend to believe what Mr. Ruskin says right here. He says, the highest reward for a person's toil is not what they get for it, but what they become by it. I think we all believe that's true. Whatever we throw ourselves into, we believe makes us stronger, makes us wiser. But the question still remains, is that still all we are to expect from our giving? Let me share something with you from the Word. In the Gospels, 
the Lord says this. I tell you the truth. No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age and with them persecutions and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last first well it so happens that the Lord said this to his disciples right after his encounter with the rich young ruler who if you recall wanted to join up with Jesus but when faced with the decision of giving up everything he had he couldn't do it and he walked away but I'm fascinated by this passage because I believe it destroys any notion that people, some people would say or some teachings would have us believe that we are never to serve God with an eye toward reward. That all serving and giving is meant to be without any expectations. Well, let me tell you something. I think God knows us better than that. He knows that we're creatures who desire results from our actions in our life's work. And I believe that he tailor-made our destinies with lots of promises and incentives attached. In this passage of Scripture that I referred to, he tells us that the sacrifice of walking away from family and work to pursue the gospel will result in a hundredfold reward in this present age. He didn't say how it would come and in what area of life it would emerge. But honestly, with a promise like that, did it really make any difference? The point is, the Lord used reward and incentive to motivate his disciples all the time. He talks about it at least nine times in the Sermon on the Mount alone. So as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, it's not a selfish act to have the expectations of his blessings and his rewards. God wants us to. He expects us to live in anticipation of the good things that he has planned for us. The word says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope in a future. And we need to be clear that his rewards have nothing to do with God needing to bless us because of anything that we've done. Because listen to me, we can't work our way into position to deserve anything from Him. It's very important not to forget this point. God is a debtor to no man. You can go on all the mission trips and teach all the Sunday school classes. You can. And it won't make a difference in the owing department. Because the ledger would always be so lopsided, it wouldn't be any point to it. God is a debtor to no one. But he is extravagant with his promises and his rewards, especially to those who serve him and are faithful and those he loves. And the word Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter. And the author talks about the great heroes of the faith here, and he mentions many of them by name, Noah, Abraham, Moses. 
And toward the end of the chapter, he says this. What more can I say? I don't have time to tell you about all the other ones who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle. You see, all those heroes of the faith, the ones who were challenged, the ones who were persecuted, the ones who went through so many trials, God prospered them. And he gave them many victories in their life while they lived here on earth. And even doing that, God made it clear to them that they didn't even come close to receiving their ultimate reward while living on earth. You see, when we give of ourselves, when we serve others, when we're obedient and generous with our giving, we have every reason to believe that the blessings of God will follow. We may not know when he's going to do it, where it's going to happen, or what area of our life it will arise. But God is true to his promises, and the blessings will come. The cost of being faithful may be great, but it will never outweigh the benefits of pursuing Christ first in our life. Serving God is an investment with unparalleled returns, and it's our Father's joy for us to humbly accept his extravagant, extravagant rewards in this life and certainly in the one to come. So this morning, I want to encourage you to pursue Christ with all your heart and then live each day expecting something good to happen. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com 
or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's embracegrace.com or call 817-755-8484.